The Subscription Box Show, Episode 84. There's a lot to learn when it comes to e-commerce and subscription boxes. Whether you're a new or existing business, your list of questions can seem endless and daunting. Welcome to The Subscription Box Show where you'll hear high-quality, unbiased views and strategies from top industry leaders. Whether we're talking one-on-one with business professionals or deep-diving into thought-provoking case studies, we'll find the answers to your questions because this is the show you've been waiting for. Now, let's think inside the box with your host, Eric Music. Welcome to the Subscription Box Show. I'm your host, Eric Music, and I want to help you build, grow, and even start your very own subscription box business. Tune in three days a week as I interview the top entrepreneurs, leaders, and subscription box owners in the industry. You'll be able to take their knowledge, experience, and expertise and apply it to your business. Today is our weekly Friday segment called Focus Friday, where we deep dive into a subject that is specific to the subscription box industry. And in this episode, you'll learn everything that I've learned after interviewing over 80 of the most influential people and brightest subscription minds in the industry. And on this Focus Friday, I will share with you the top 10 do's of the subscription box industry. I have compiled a list of the top 10 do's and don'ts of the subscription box industry that I originally shared with Chris George chairman and co-founder at SUPTA on his live program a few weeks ago. But because of his limited time on the show, I only had time to share the top five of each. But I really wanted to share all of these great insights from the amazing entrepreneurs that I've had the privilege to interview. Stuff that keeps coming up from the top players in the subscription space, trends if you will. So I decided to break them down into two weeks. Today, On this Focus Friday, I will talk about the top 10 do's. And on the next Focus Friday, episode 87, I will share the top 10 don'ts. So you can use these next two Focus Friday episodes as litmus tests. You'll be able to check off, if you will, the things you are doing right and see if you're on the right track and maybe some of the things you need to correct. If you still have unanswered questions or comments that you'd like to share regarding either list, then you can ask them in our Facebook group called The Subscription Box Show Facebook group, where I check in and pop by daily. So I can't wait to dive into today's Focus Friday. But first, I want to quickly ask you to please share this podcast with anyone you think could benefit from it. If you know anyone who's starting or owns a subscription box business, then let them know about this show. Please send them to this podcast website, thesubscriptionboxshow.com, or just mention The Subscription Box Show and tell them to find it in their favorite podcast player. But if they do go to this site, they can catch up on every single episode and get a hold of me there with any questions. And make sure to also join our aforementioned Facebook group. Can't wait to meet you in there. And starting now in the months of October, November, and December, we will be doing some giveaways for the most engaged members. If you're in other subscription Facebook groups, make sure to let some of your friends in there know about our group. And if you like the show, please rate and review it on iTunes, or at the very least, please hit that subscribe or follow button on your favorite podcast. And if you don't, then don't do it. (laughs) The downloads and reviews really help the podcast algorithms and is what will keep this show going and growing. So thanks in advance for that, of course. And thank you for taking the time out of your lives for listening to this podcast. I truly appreciate every single one of you. This episode is sponsored by the Cube Awards at this year's 2020 Sub-Summit. You can nominate your favorite subscription box company by October 16th. Today, today's the last day to nominate them. So make sure to go there and do that. 
And make sure to tune in live for the awards on November 12th at 4 p.m. Eastern time during day two of this year's 2020 virtual sub-summit. Tickets are free and you can get them now at subta.com. And I'll have all the links for the cube boards and for the subta tickets in the show notes. But honestly, if you just go to subta.com, you'll find everything you need there. Now, without further ado, let's get into today's Focus Friday, the top 10 do's of the subscription box industry. Hey everyone, welcome here. So if this is your first ever Focus Friday, this is the solo show of the week where we tackle different aspects of your subscription box business and trends and different things going on in the industry. Then I'm going to count down from number 10 all the way down to number one, the top things you should do when it comes to your subscription box business. Next week, we'll be doing the top things you should not be doing, the don'ts. But this week, we'll be talking about the do's, some ideas and trends I've discovered from interviewing well over 80 of the industry's sharpest minds. So let's get right into it. Number 10, do have a viable business. So this is something maybe we all kind of check off right off the bat. Yeah, we all have a business idea that's viable, but do we really? I think sometimes we have an idea that we love. Maybe we've had this idea for many years or maybe we had it, maybe our whole lives in some instances. So to not wanting to test it because you don't want that no is maybe sometimes something people try to do unknowingly or they do it unknowingly. So make sure you're testing the market first. This can be done through a pre-launch or a pre-sale, those kind of things. While you're building your email list is a great way to do it. So create a bit of content and push that through to start building your email list and see if there's a want and people are actually willing to pay for your idea before you do anything else. So number 10, do have a viable business idea. Number nine, do have a great product and offer. So what I mean by that is what differentiates you? So sometimes we get excited about the idea, but actually we fill up the box. We don't put as much thought as we should into the box. I know we've been guilty of that personally in our own business. We've always had to restructure the boxes and really, really put a lot of time into what we're putting into that thing. So what makes you different? What's your USP, your unique selling proposition? So that way, you know, when you're putting in your box, there's going to be competition out there, but that's okay. Because you know, you have a unique selling proposition, you're going to add a different value add to your box that's going to attract your tribe, right? So number nine, do have a great product and offer. Number eight, do really know who you're serving. In other words, who's your target audience? Do you really know who you're serving as a customer? And this is going to be something you're going to learn as you go as well. Once you do know you have a viable business, you'll be testing this for through a lot of different ways. It could be Facebook ads, it could be through influencers, and you're going to find out you're doing a lot of research on those kind of target things. But make sure you know who you're serving because that's going to make it a lot easier. The faster you can find out who exactly, exactly is your target audience, the easier it's going to be to get in front of them. Number seven, do immerse yourself fully into the industry. So what do we mean by this? I think it could be through Facebook groups, of course, and joining communities, that kind of thing. Listening to these types of podcasts are fantastic. Julie Ball has a phenomenal uh, community. Liam Brennan has one. Subta has some. There's a lot of different communities out there. But always be learning. And sometimes I'll venture out and kind of go through, say, LinkedIn, for example, and look. And all of a sudden, there's a subscription post. I've never even heard of this post. And I'm in this industry all the time. So always be learning, reading, and connecting with others in the subscription space, join masterminds where it's available. Go to conferences like Sub Summit, which is this year virtual, of course, November 11th, 12th, and 13th. But in June, it'll be live again in Dallas for 2021. So those kind of things, you want to make sure you're going to it. Other ones are women in subscription, subscription innovations, Charge X, which Recharge puts on. So there's a lot of things in the industry. And not to mention suppliers. They have a lot of conferences in Vegas when it comes to suppliers and those kind of things where you can shake a lot of hands of course, not right now, but when they come back on and you get to know a lot of people in that industry and just put a name 
to a face when it comes to meeting people in that space. So number seven, do immerse yourself fully in the industry. Number six, do double down on your strengths. So I think sometimes we get too tempted to try to do everything. We want to wear all the hats when we're starting as entrepreneurs. And we have to sometimes, especially if you're bootstrapped, you're going to be wanting to do all the things because you can't afford to hire it out. So you're going to be maybe being trying to be the graphic designer. You're going to try to do these different things. But when you can start maybe hiring that out, and I've talked about that on a past episode, it doesn't mean hiring an employee. It could be just doing piecework where you hire people to do certain jobs at piecework rates. And I know you'll be better served to double down on what you're really good at. So for example, for us in our business, as an example, I am not good with the numbers side of things. I don't like accounting and I don't like bookkeeping, those kind of things. So that I hired out. And even if it's delegating it to someone that could help you in the beginning, maybe it's a family member that's good with this kind of stuff or a friend, or even you have to hire a VA, which in our case we did, but we were able to double down on our strengths. So Christine, she really is good with design. She's a graphic designer. So she doubles down on that. She doesn't take care of reaching out to suppliers. I love connecting with people. So I was the guy reaching out and doubling down on my strengths, which was reaching out to suppliers, find, putting together business plans, putting together offers and those kind of things and finding product to put in there. I love doing those kind of researchy things. And that was my strengths. So double down on your strengths. And if you can, I would say delegate some of the stuff that you're not so good at so you don't waste too much time on those. Okay, so we're going to take a quick break and thank our sponsors. But when we get back, we're going to get down from number five all the way to number one. This episode is sponsored by the Cube Awards at this year's 2020 Sub-Summit. You can nominate your favorite subscription box company by October 16th. Today, today's the last day to nominate them. So make sure to go there and do that. And make sure to tune in live for the awards on November 12th at 4 p.m. Eastern time during day two of this year's 2020 virtual sub-summit. Tickets are free and you can get them now at subta.com. And I'll have all the links for the cube boards and for the subta tickets in the show notes. But honestly, if you just go to subta.com, you'll find everything you need there. All right, we are back with the top 10 do's of the subscription box industry. And before the break, we did number 10 to number six. And now we're going to go from number five all the way down to the number one do that you need to be doing in your subscription box business. So without further ado, number five, do hire help. And earlier than you might think. So kind of touching out, we talked about on number six, which was to double down on your strengths. Number five, do hire some help and earlier than what you might think. So that means exactly what we kind of touched on on the other one. It could be a VA, it could be a family member to do some part-time work. It could be a lot of different things, maybe just some free help sometimes from family members. I've talked to a lot of subscription entrepreneurs who reach out to family members. Maybe it's a mom or a dad that's retired that's willing to help pack boxes or do different things like that. Reach out, ask for help. More often than not, people are willing to help you if you just ask. Number four, do look for organic ways to get in front of your audience. Which goes back to my point about knowing your audience, be where they are, be present there. So if you do really know who they are, and where they are and where they hang out, you'll be able to find better organic ways to get in front of them. And for example, knowing who your target audience is is great for your Facebook ads because you can target those audiences once you, you've tested them out and know who they are and you can put some more money towards that. But organic ways to get in front of your audience means doing it free. So if it's whether it's through PR and reaching out to bloggers, reaching out to different local papers, local TV stations, local radio, all these different things, influencers online, those are great organic ways to get in front of your audience if you know who they are and who they serve. So those are just a few of the great ways you can get in front of your audience in an organic way that won't cost you much other than maybe just product. So number five, do hire help. Number four, do look for organic ways to get in front of your audience. 
Number three, do always look to improve. Always be improving. Test, iterate, test, iterate. We say that a lot on this show. Uh, Your copy, your ads, your website, your CRO is crucial, which is your conversion rate optimization for your website. In other words, there's no sense spending all that money to get your target audience that you know now in front of you to your website if it ain't ready to convert. Always be tweaking and improving. I think sometimes we thought, finally, we got the web team to finish the site. And then we thought we're going to launch and it's going to work and we're going to get a lot of sales and the site wasn't ready to convert. What happens is we can't get complacent at any point in anything, whether it's copy, like I mentioned, or the ads or the website, you always got to be tweaking it. And we're always tweaking our website because we're just finding the new trends and we're trying to get on top of it. And the same thing goes for copy and your ads. You always got to be on top of your ads. And if you're not sure how to do that, make sure you reach out and ask for help from maybe someone who knows more than you do. But it's very crucial to be testing all the time and to know your numbers and to know that your site has to be ready. And best way to do that is obviously to have a good offer and good product. But after those two obvious things are done, you need to be having those little smaller detailed things, which are not such small details, but having those things ready and optimized. So number three, do always look to improve. Number two, do use user-generated content for your Facebook ads. And this is a kind of a Not a hotly debated topic, but it's the trend for sure in our industry we're finding, talking through our masterminds and through a lot of different subscription entrepreneurs at all different sizes. They're kind of, everyone's kind of going through the user-generated content for the Facebook ads. So in other words, what I mean by that, if you have reviews from customers who've sent you videos that you can use for your ads, that's perfect. Having your customers' content as your ads is the best thing. If you're, for example, got a, a box that sells for dogs, we'll have Happy dogs, obviously, and happy owners opening up the box, right? Excited, smiling dogs, if you will. Moms and babies, smiling babies, happy babies, happy moms. All these different things. Just make sure you're really using user-generated content. Another way to to explain user-generated content for your Facebook ads would be make it look as if you just did it from your cell phone. And it should actually be from a cell phone video, not an actual professional photographer, professional videographer. This is meant to look like someone filmed it out of their cell phone, out of their iPhone, And that shouldn't be perfected and perfect. As long as people can see the box and see the customer avatar kind of opening it. So for example, in our case, it's a pregnant woman opening up the box and she's excited to open up the box. It's user generated. So you can tell it was done by a cell phone, but you can also tell there's a a nice looking box there. And you can also tell that there's a happy customer excited to open up her Louis and Leia box. So those are great ways to create user-generated content for your Facebook ads. And another trick is don't write on top of it. Sometimes that can hurt the alg- your Facebook algorithm as well. I find that even having stuff written on top of that picture, like directly on top of it, can affect it. And make sure you I know, talk to your Facebook ad agency or if you're testing yourself, test that for your own product. Don't just remove it if it's been working. But what we're finding is right now, even that looks like it's been professionally modified. So Facebook can and sometimes does penalize you for that, for not making it look as user-generated as it could. And it looks a little too almost professional because it has an overlay or overlay writing on top of it. So keep it just as raw as possible. And again, that does not count for your website. On your website, you want to be pro, but on the user-generated ads, make sure it looks like you did it with a cell phone. So number two, do use user-generated content. Last but not least, our number one do that I found by interviewing over 80 different subscription box entrepreneurs, uh, the number one thing that I found as a theme, and not all of them, of course, say this, but it's a reoccurring thing that in one way or another, they kind of say the same thing, is number one, do be resourceful. 
too often we see in our industry, someone get excited about an idea. And that's no different than any business, of course. But you get excited about the idea they might have. And they do some quick research. And a few things can happen. A, they find that they're not the first ones with that idea. And then they either quit or get discouraged. If that's the case, I would offer this suggestion. Find out more about your competition and find out what will separate you. And we talked about that before, about having a USB. What can you do better? If they're succeeding in spite of themselves, go and create something better and offer more value. If they're succeeding in spite of themselves, sometimes if you research your competition, you'll find out there's three, four, five, 10, 15, whatever it is, the number of boxes that are similar to what your idea is. But how many of them are succeeding and how many of them have a crappy product? So what we've done is we've actually ordered some of our competition's boxes, of course, which you should do. And we found what was their onboarding experience like? What was their products like? What did the box feel like when you received it? What was the wait times to either get a hold of customer support or to receive the actual product? Between the two months of receiving things, or if it's a quarterly subscription, what was that whole experience like? So you can really find out a lot about the competition. And if they're making money, let's say you go to Facebook ad library and you see they got a ton of ads there, that means they're probably making money because they're spending money on Facebook ads. You know that they're making money. And if that you found that the experience was crappy, That's a good thing because that means you can make it better and you can succeed because they're succeeding in spite of themselves. B, the other thing that happens is you do research, they get started, and then they try to create shortcuts. Let me tell you one thing I found the hard way is that there are no shortcuts, of course. You have to be resourceful because whatever it is that you're trying to do at some point, it won't work. Whatever that is, it could be a Facebook ads, it could be reaching out to influencers, it could be whatever Uh, you think you've optimized your website. Whenever that thing is, and there's been a lot of them that doesn't work. You need to be able to adapt. People will help you if you do your due diligence. Like I mentioned before, people are willing to help, but not if you're asking questions that have already been answered. So for example, it could be, say I was trying to reach out to someone in a Facebook group and I didn't bother to check in the Facebook group postings if this had already been answered. And I just go ahead and ask an obvious question, whatever it could be. And I'm not going to say it because these questions, I see them all the time in the Facebook groups. But it could be not just don't ask obvious questions. You know, there's probably an answer to it out there, but you're just too lazy to look for it. That's when you're going to find people or maybe not as willing to help you. And you're still probably going to get people who help you anyways. But don't be lazy. You get in your business and you get from your business what you put in. So again, number one, just to tie it all back in. Number one, be resourceful, guys. It will not disappoint you. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode of The Subscription Box Show. I hope you enjoyed the top 10 do's of the subscription box industry. And on the next Focus Friday, episode 87, again, I will be sharing with you the top 10 don'ts of the industry. If you felt this episode helped you, then of course, it could definitely help others. Please go ahead and share it with everyone that you know in the subscription box industry that could learn and grow from it. You can post about it, share the actual episode, or even mention it in your favorite Facebook group. If you have any other ideas or have a specific topic in mind that you'd want me to cover on a future episode of Focus Friday, then make sure to let me know in our Facebook group, The Subscription Box Show Facebook group. There I am always hanging out and I love answering questions and the community is always quick to help as well. So if I'm not around, there's always someone else out there that's willing to help and answer that question. Don't be shy. Get in there and ask for help. And don't forget, starting this month in October, all the way through December, we will be giving away prizes to the most engaged members. So go in there, post, ask questions, comment, like, all of the above counts. Thanks again for listening. I'm your host, Eric Music. And remember, words can inspire, thoughts can provoke, but only action truly brings you closer to your dreams. 
That's all for this episode of the Subscription Box Show. But your next unboxing is only a few clicks away. Head over to thesubscriptionboxshow.com to connect with your host on social media or book a call to give your input on today's episode and what topics you'd like to see covered in future episodes of the Subscription Box Show. Remember, don't be afraid of change. Be afraid of standing still.